Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Green Bar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldsmith swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Green Bar, your distributor for electrical and datacom needs. Billiken win! Now, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Drew, I like the new angle on the uh, camera. I don't know that it's my good side. I'm just kidding. (laughs) It's all good. No, I'm kind of uh, like at an angle now, and you can see the producer's room behind me. What I'm referring to here on Sports on a Sunday Morning's video stream, which has become very popular. Oh yeah. Uh, Thanks to you. This was all your idea. I I didn't really have anything to do with it. I think I said, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> when you hey, brought it the, up to me. You're the talent, Tom. That's well, why people come, you know? <laughs> well, it's cool. It's cool. <laughs> I appreciate that. A lot of people like to uh, go back and watch it. Mm-hmm. Maybe just curious what it looks like inside a radio studio. Maybe it's just easier to click on a YouTube link or a Twitch or Twitter or Facebook yeah. or whatever you have. Where else are we? Everywhere. Instagram? Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. You covered it all, man. Yeah. You're you're all over the place. Um we're sports on a Sunday morning on KMOX, so you can go there. We have a live video stream if you want to do that, or you can just listen to it. You can also go back and listen to our podcast. You can use the Odyssey app, a lot of ways. But I've noticed a lot of people are sampling the show, and I appreciate that very much in all sincerity. I mean, I know that on Sunday mornings it becomes routine for people to listen to the show because we do supply you with the guests at their regular times. Travis Ford, tough game yesterday. Another gut-wrenching loss. He's on today. He'll be on at 10.30, live, here in 23 minutes. Uh, 10.45, we want to talk about the Blues, the CEO of the Blues, Chris Zimmerman, who runs the business side and Enterprise Center, is going to join us at 10.45. That's the Blues time slot. They put him on the show. It's awesome. 11.15, we want to talk soccer. We want to get into St. Louis City at sea. How about Lutz Fanensteel, who runs the team, basically, uh, on the soccer side? will be joining us, the sporting director for St. Louis City SC. 11.30, we like to talk some baseball. We want to know about the latest move of the Cardinals. We don't just bring on anybody. We bring on John Mosellock, the boss, the president of baseball operations, to get his thoughts, and I'll ask him for like the one millionth time what his backup for the rotation is. Does he get irritated? Eh, maybe, but I think he understands that I keep asking it because I do want to know what is going to happen if somebody goes down or just get an idea of what the future looks like. I don't think that they're ever done necessarily, but this move for Keenan Middleton is kind of like the last piece before they get to spring training and then see what they've got is my guess. But I think they always leave it open. And as I said, I think I went into this a little bit with Scott Jago this morning at seven forty-five. 
is that a reminder to Cardinals fans that it is not the same roster on opening day as in October. And I do think that if they make a little push here for the playoffs, and I expect them to be much better than last year, just on the innings alone. I mean, you can't go, you can't have starters going four innings. It just can't happen. I love them. I love Adam Wainwright, but you know, that was part of it. And, and miles Michaelis and all these guys, I mean, it just didn't work. And so to have pitchers go deeper into games and turn it over to the bullpen is a much better scenario than have than the alternative last year was just a mess. I mean, everything fell apart. And, you know, don't get hung up on 71 and 91. I mean, it might as well be 61 and 101. I mean, this season was over in June. Mm-hmm. It was over, you know, because they couldn't get the innings going. Now it's different feel, I think. Are they a superpower? No, they're not. But the, you know, the Dodgers are. And I know everyone's over there is excited and people are buzzing about the Dodgers. Just let them talk. Let them, let all the national people talk about the Dodgers. It's fine. Concentrate on what makes the Cardinals great and how do they get better as the season goes along? There's no way that this is the roster. If they're in playoff contention in October or in July, for that matter, they go get somebody at the deadline. I am convinced of it. Don't you think? I mean, I, I don't see a team that is just going to sit there. So, I, I think that they've done a good thing here. They went and acquired nine pitchers. And by the way, they acquired like five others at the trade deadline last year. So they have really remade this pitching staff. And this Keenan Middleton's a good pitcher. And he, he he can bring it. He can throw 100, but that's not the big thing. He He is a strikeout guy. So it has some movement on it. He has been around a long time. He's pitched in the big leagues for parts of seven seasons. He's 30 years old, pitched for a lot of teams, Angels, Diamondbacks. Um, he's pitched for most recently, though, the White Sox. And then he was traded to the Yankees because the Yankees wanted to make a little push down the stretch and see if they could get some more swing and miss. And I I saw some Yankees fans kind of wanted him back. So you know, it tells me also that, that he was liked over there. But his numbers tell the story. 64 strikeouts in 50 and two thirds. That plays. That's over 11 K rate per nine. That's big. Uh, and you know, I think he's an interesting piece here for this bullpen. It's not the the solution. It's one of many pieces to try to come up with a solution. If you can shorten the time that the bullpen spends out there, and you throw a Middleton out there and a Gallegos when is when he's on, uh, a Romero. Helsley, you shut the door on somebody. I wouldn't be surprised if Middleton's closing games at some point. He has 15 career saves. He may be thrown in there to, to close out a game if they need it. But missing Ryan Helsley last year also was a big factor. He missed 70 games. But it was really about the Cardinals not performing from the rotation. It really affected everything. The bullpen was overtaxed. They blew 28 saves. 28. That's not good. <laughs> the defense was frustrated because there was not a lot of swing and miss. There were a lot of ground balls that got through. There is no more shift. So you can't do that anymore. And now these ground balls are going to sneak through. And that's super frustrating. The offense, which was good, I would say upper half in the National League and maybe even better than that, had problems because they're trying to score seven, eight runs to accommodate for a rotation that wasn't going to be able to go deep. And that's not conducive to great baseball. 
you can't go out there swinging like you need seven or eight runs. You got to play ball. You got to make contact. Got to run the bases. They couldn't run the bases. They're swinging for the fences. Get the running game going. It affected everything. It really did. The rotation. Not to pin it all on a few guys, but it it just did. And the front office took a gamble. They rolled the dice that they could stay healthy, and they did not. And they, the backup didn't work, and it didn't work. So now I wonder what the backup is in case something happens, but it's a much better rotation of Gray with the combination of Michaelis, Lynn, Gibson, Matz will give you innings. You are rolling the dice, of course, that these guys, Matz is now your youngest guy at 32, are going to stay healthy all year, but their track record is that they're durable starters that log innings. Do they give up hits? Yes. Can they get better in this more of a pitcher's ballpark? They can. And perhaps they can find a little magic this year and keep this team rolling in a division that has been weakened, and I think that they have a chance to win. I'm not going to say right now that they're going to win it, because I think it's a toss-up. I think the Cubs will be good. Not great, but good. I think the Reds will be interesting and could be good. I think the Brewers take a step back, but they're always a pain. So we'll see. You know, we'll see about that. Let's do this. Let's take a quick break. I love talking baseball, by the way. We just rolled through some baseball for the last, because we're going to end the show with baseball. We'll talk about the 1982 St. Louis Cardinals today on the show in the last segment with Eric Vickery, who's written a book about him. So we'll do some reliving that great season with highlights and stuff like that, get you in a baseball mood. In between then, Travis Ford, Lutz Fantasteel, John Mosellock, uh, Chris Zimmerman is also in there. But when we come back, well, let's talk about the day in college basketball. I hear all the football people, and I am one. I love football. Complain that today is a day without football and it's a bummer. And it's a folks. This is peak college basketball right now. I know March gets all the attention, but the great basketball to me is played in the great buildings, the great buildings of the big 10 of the sec of the big 12. Do you see Allen Fieldhouse yesterday? Unbelievable. Um, the great buildings of the Missouri Valley conference you know, these, the smaller conferences, jockeying for position, trying to get a spot in the NCAA tournament. February is an awesome month for college basketball. And I wish more people watch college basketball this time of year because watching Purdue play in Mackey Arena is a million times more exciting than watching them play in Boise, Idaho. And they're not going to play in Boise. They'll have a better spot than that because they'll be a higher seat. But you know what I mean? It's much better than seeing them play in some neutral floor where they all look the same. College basketball is about the venues and the coaches, the players come and go, but it's about the venues, the fan bases, the coaches, the history. That's what college basketball is all about. Not about who's going to the NBA. It's about the history of the programs and the players who come in to try to carry that history forward. And yes, they are going to go on to be great players in the NBA, but it is not a minor league For the NBA, college basketball is about those great historic buildings and atmospheres in my book. I think a lot of people agree with that. Anyway, February is great. Immerse yourself into some college hoops. Yesterday we had three top 10 matchups. We'll go into them next. It's 1016 Sports on a Sunday morning, sponsored by Graybar. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. 
Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back to the Graybar Sports on a Sunday morning. Goldschmidt swings and he hits a drive. He hits a slammer. Graybar, your distributor for electrical and data comm needs. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Pat Forty, the very talented sports writer, senior writer, Sports Illustrated. Well, Sports Illustrated is taking quite a, a hit uh, recently, but a longtime sports writer put out a poll, best gym in college basketball. Speaking of my topic just before the break, Allen Fieldhouse, Kansas. Hinkle Fieldhouse in Indianapolis, the home of Butler University. Cameron Indoor Stadium, that's where Duke plays. And the Palestra, the famous Basketball gym in Philadelphia. Uh, where's Assembly Hall? <laughs> I mean, come on. Everybody knows it's Assembly Hall at Indiana. Let's be real. Of course, that's coming from an IU grad. Indiana lost to Penn State there yesterday by 14. Yikes. All right. Now that I got that out of the way, let's talk about Allen Fieldhouse for a minute. That place was rocking yesterday as Kansas took on Houston and a very good win for KU. Hunter Dickinson had 20 points, and the Jayhawks pulled off the victory yesterday over Houston by a final that uh, I think was actually not even this close. It was a dominant performance by Kansas yesterday, beating Kelvin Sampson and the Houston Cougars 78-65. KU was up by 20 at one point. Houston kind of hung around, but that was an absolute blowout by the Jayhawks. Another top, that was eight over four. Another top 10 matchup last night, North Carolina against Duke. 25 points and 10 rebounds for Armando Baycott, and the Tar Heels take care of business. They win over Duke 93-84 in the matchup many consider to be the greatest rivalry in college basketball and one of the best in all of sports. Another top 10 matchup yesterday at Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky. Tennessee walks in there and wins 103-92. You don't just walk into Rupp Arena and drop 100 points on Kentucky. What in the world? But I'll tell you, this coach at... uh, Tennessee, Rick Barnes is a real deal, and he has himself some team right now. They win it 103-92 at Kentucky. Fifth-ranked team in the country is Tennessee. Looked every bit like it, and they win over UK 103-92 and send UK to their 
third loss in the last four games. Also, number one, Connecticut beat St. John's 77-64. That game was at Madison Square Garden in New York. Number nine, Marquette beat Georgetown 91-57. Oh, my gosh, Georgetown used to be great, and now they are an also-ran. 25th-ranked TCU gets beaten by double digits at home by Texas, 77-66. San Diego State beat 17th-ranked Utah State, 81-67. UCF beat Oklahoma, 74-63. Auburn, they go into Ole Miss. Tough place to play. Ole Miss is going to be good for the next several years. But Auburn, number 16 in the nation, they go in and win 91-77 in Oxford. Cincinnati went to Texas Tech and won. 75-72 over the 15th-ranked team in the nation. Number 22, BYU beat West Virginia, 86-73. Florida Atlantic. I can't wait to go see them when I'm down in Florida. Dusty May and Florida Atlantic. The Owls are tough, man. They smoked Tulsa 102-70. They're number 20 in the nation. Remember, they went to the Final Four last year. Watch out for them. They're a lot better than 20. A lot better than 20. 18th-ranked Baylor over Iowa State, 70-68. Number 24, Alabama beat Mississippi State 99-67. Locally, and I'm going to put SLU last because we're going to talk to Travis Ford here at 1030. Missouri loses to Vanderbilt 68-61. Mizzou is 0-9 in the SEC. I'll say it again. Missouri, Coach Dennis Gates, they should not have any issues right now. They have an amazing recruiting class coming in, and they're going to be very good next year and in the coming years. But I do show some concern I'm sure I'd get pushed back from their staff by saying this, but I don't like the way they play offense. Uh, they they just, you know, hoist up threes, hope they go in. I, I get it. Maybe if they can have a better array of five on the floor that can do that next year. But last year they got away with it because Demoy Hodge became an incredible scorer and Kobe Brown could score from anywhere. It doesn't work with this group, and it, it does concern me because when it's not good, when it isn't working, it is unwatchable. When you have a solid offense that you can turn to in times of need and baskets, it's more conducive to great basketball, and I don't see that at Missouri. But anyway, I think they will be really good in the coming years. Not right now. They are far the furthest from good. Uh, In the Missouri Valley, Missouri State's not bad. Uh, They beat Belmont 87-80. I'm going to give you the Valley standings here in a minute as we line up for Arch Madness. Bradley beat Illinois State 73-60. That's a big win for them on the road. They go just down the street to Bloomington Normal and win. And Southern Illinois went up to Chicago and beat UIC 74-71. Just shows you. And the Valley winning on the road is hard. Here are the Valley standings right now as we sit, and we are a month away from March Madness. It's going to be March 7th through the 10th at Enterprise Center. Right now, the standings look like this. Indiana State, who I had on Wednesday in Nashville when they came back and beat Belmont down by 19, they are awesome. They are 20-3 and and 11-1 and overall. Indiana State if they don't win Arch Madness, should get into the tournament as an at-large. And I am here to tell you that Indiana State will make a run in the NCAA tournament. There are very few teams in the country that will be able to match up with their speed, their ability to shoot threes, or the best three-point shooting team in the country, and their offense, which is like an NBA five-out offense where they just run action constantly. They don't have set plays. They just kill you with cuts. They are tremendous. They're 20 and 3 right now and 11 and 1 in the conference. They're number 1. Drake and Bradley sit two games behind them at 9 and 3 
And then Southern Illinois is at 7-5, and five, sitting in the coveted fourth spot because the top four get buys in Arch Madness. That's what you want. And you want to be out of the bottom four. Right now, Missouri State is out of the bottom four. They are clearly in the middle four. They are tied with Northern Iowa with a record of 6-6 six and six, and Murray State. They're all 6-6. Six and six. Now, Evansville and Belmont are fighting to stay out of the bottom four. They're both 5-7 and seven, along with Illinois State. Valparaiso and Illinois Chicago are going to be playing on Thursday. They're 2-10 and 1-11, and and respectively. Then you have the Ohio Valley Conference, Tennessee Martin, Beat SIUE 90 to 79. Western Illinois over Southeast Missouri State 76 55. SLU, they fell again at home. Third home loss in a row, sixth loss in a row overall. They fell to Fordham 67 65 on a last second shot. We'll go into it in depth with Travis Ford, the head coach of the Billikens, next. Billikens win! Billikens win! Once again, from the Stiefel Financial Sports Studio, Tom Ackerman. Welcome back to the show. We are joined, as we are every Sunday at 1030. We really appreciate that on our Billiken Report by Travis Ford. It's sponsored by Royal Banks of Missouri. Coach, good morning. We always appreciate your uh, diligence in making this happen on KMOX. So it's much appreciated. Thank you. No, my pleasure. Thanks, Tom. Always enjoy it. Appreciate it. Well, it's part of the gig, I know, but I hope you do enjoy talking some ball with me. And, of course, we're going to talk about the loss, but just basketball in general. I'm always fascinated to hear your perspective. I've known you a long time, well, longer than you realize, but, I, you know, when I was in high school, I watched you play for Missouri. I, talk, I told you that I, my heart broke when you went to Kentucky, but I understood. Uh, and then... Got to meet you, you know, saw you through the years, met you for the first time uh, at, like, that we ever really talked was behind the scenes in Mizzou. I was about to call Mizzou, Oklahoma State, and Gary Link uh, stopped you in the hallway, and we had a nice chat in the concourse, and I thought, wow, what a what a guy. You know, it would be fun to, to work with somebody like that, and here you are. You, you, the first time you and I really sat down and had a conversation was at the Final Four in Houston. You had just been hired as coach at St. Louis University, Chris May arranged for the two of us to meet at a restaurant and, and talk. And I still can't believe that was eight years ago. I mean, time really goes by or has it flown by? <laughs> yeah, no, I remember it well. Absolutely. Uh, actually, even remember back when we met in that Mizzou Oklahoma State games and uh, always had a great uh, respect and admiration for you and uh, the job that you do. You've always been kind to me and uh, it has gone by. Very, very fast. Uh, you know, it's uh, <clears throat> in this world, as you know, in sports, uh, time does fly. It moves by very, very quickly because you're so busy all the time. And uh, But, no, always enjoyed it. Thank you very much. No, absolutely. And when you started at St. Louis University, you had a vision uh, for success, and you have had some success at SLU. I know it has not gone your way here recently, and some of that is attributed to injuries before that covid but certainly that the play right now is not where you want it. Ultimately, before we get into yesterday's game, what do you want this program to be? If, if you could say in a sentence or two what our identity is, what, would, what is the best version of SLU? Yeah, you know, it's, uh, you, know, I, I, you know, obviously we want to be competing at the top of the league every single year and making NCAA tournaments every single year, no different than every A-10 team. Um, and I think that's, you know, what every A-10 team strives to do. It's been a struggle within the A-10, you know, obviously over the last 10, 12, 15 years trying to gain that consistency 
to get to the NCAA tournament because it's an incredible challenge. I had somebody ask me the other day, actually some people from Loyola, uh, uh, a radio crew who did an interview with me the night before, and was like, what does it take? We're new into the league. Obviously, we struggled last season uh, coming into the league. We think we're doing a little bit better. You know, uh, we had a pretty good run in the Missouri Valley. What does it take in the A-10? And I said, you know, I've been in the A-10 twice. I've been in the A-10. I was the head coach at UMass for three years, uh, and I've seen it twice. It takes almost perfection. You've got to be able to win large in the non-conference, and you almost have to almost be perfect in the conference play. And, you know, it can't be done. And we've got to improve as a league overall to help all that. Our, our job in general, obviously we're not doing nothing this year to help it at all. Uh, but that's in general. And I said, you look at it. Last year we had a team, VCU, who pretty much dominated. They won the regular season, won the tournament, the only team to get in. I think they got a 9 or 10 seed. That's it. But the job for our league and for us at St. Louis is to get better and compete consistently at the top, and that's what we want to accomplish. I think it becomes it's becoming harder and harder, but that's what challenges us every single day because of the portals and all the different things because the landscape's changed so differently. I think you see it from a lot of teams right now, not just ours who are struggling. And I could give you all kinds of excuses uh, why we're struggling, uh, and I take absolute full responsibility for it. Um, but I think you see it across the board from a lot of teams that may have success one year and then the next it is difficult. And I think that a lot of it, you know, you know, has to do with just the landscape of how things are, you know, changed so much in college basketball. Yes, you take responsibility and you try to fix it as soon as possible and as fast as possible. Um, but we want to answer your question. I know it's long-winded. Um, we want to compete at the very, very top of the A-10, and then you've got to move forward from there consistently. Yeah, no, it's a great answer, and, and it's exactly what I was looking for, and, and I appreciate that. And I was watching the game yesterday against Fordham. You can't sleep, obviously, on any team in the A-10, your team included. Anybody can rise up at any time. But Fordham played a, a solid game. I mean, they, they turned it over only six times. Uh, they had a shot blocker in there who was making life uh, miserable inside. But I watched your team offensively, and I just – I don't know what it was. It, there were some balls that were thrown away, and it just seemed like some hesitancy on offense. You know, I know you're trying to find the right mix, and for a little while you did. You had a five that you rolled with. What are you seeing offensively? Yeah, I don't know if it's as much hesitancy as it is, you know – we were obviously without our starting starting point guard, and there's one thing that Fordham does. Their whole and everybody in the league knows that they all they do is try to force turnovers. They try to force you to get sped up. They try to they're number one in the league and one of the top ten in the league at not giving up threes. Their whole defense is predicated on pressure above the three point line, and all we work on for two days is handling the basketball, playing off two feet, ball faking, shot faking, getting the ball below the three point line. And we got sped up. We played right into their hands, especially early in the game. I think we settled down, oh, about the 10-minute mark in the first half. We started figuring it out a little bit better, and we had to change some things because our guys just, what we had worked on for two days, just we couldn't accomplish it. We couldn't get there um, for whatever reason. And we had to 
change a few things offensively, and that those things started to work. And we pretty much outscored them from that point on offensively. But the number one thing yesterday, and it seems to be different things, was you can't turn the ball over 18 times and then only turn the other team over six. I think the difference in second uh, points off turnovers was like 19 to six. Uh, and we missed half our free throws, and you lose on a last-second shot. So what I'm saying is there was a lot of positives from getting better from where we've been and what we're working on, rebounding and things like that. We've got to just take care of the basketball and quit giving up threes. Threes are a killer for our team. Um, But offensively, we have some weapons. Uh, We're getting the ball inside where we want it to Ezawaro, to Bruce Dang, and the last two or three games, we just haven't come up with much. I think we've gotten the ball down there charted like 25 to 30, 25 to 30 times uh, and haven't come up with a whole lot. But that's where we want to attack from inside to out, below the three-point line. Uh, and teams are doing a great job of taking away our threes, even though I thought we made some good ones yesterday. But we've got to cut down the turnovers, and yesterday free throws really hurt. And that last one by Parker was just inches from going in. You're right. I mean, that that goes in. You're celebrating another buzzer beater like Hargrove early in the year, and you're storming the court and having a good time. And <laughs> it was that close. But uh, there were so many things that happened. I, I don't want you to 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 get in trouble. So you already said enough. I think on the sincere Parker. Uh, non-foul call. I I don't know what the deal was there. I mean, that was a body-to-body as clear as day to me uh, that he got knocked down to the floor. Yeah, yeah the only thing I would say is, uh, you know, uh, there was there was a play that just happened literally, yeah. Tom, almost the play before. A guy for Fordham drove into the basket, left-handed, a young man that had a career day, had a career high, and drove into the basket, and I thought, and you can look at it, I thought we walled up, did the exact same thing that the other team had done, and we didn't get the call. Now, whether ours was a foul or not, you just want it to be equal. And it was literally the play before. <laughs> the exact play before. There was a goaltend call that wasn't you know, called, as there was in the Loyola game where we had a goaltend call that wasn't called. It could have made a difference. But all that, there's plenty of other things that we could have done to not hopefully – those things don't make a factor. These, those are all excuses and things you whine about when you don't win, mm-hmm. and especially when the game is close and you lose on basically a last-second shot. Been there, done that before. You, all, you look at all those things that don't happen, but at the end of the game, when either the either, – and I obviously know this as a player and as a coach, you've been through it, either the, either the referees, and you know this, Tom, either the referees let you finish it out or they don't. And one end it gets called, and the other end it does not get called. That's the only thing I would say. Yeah, I hear that. Uh, and and you're right. You know, you don't want to put the game in the hands of somebody else. And and yeah, you, yeah, were, they, you know, yeah, either they let things go under a minute or whatever it is, they let you play a little bit more, or they call it tight. Uh, you know, you just don't hope it happens on one end and not the other. Yep. Uh, so, you know, you got yourself in that situation and ended up losing the ball game. Yeah. So well, one more thing before we go is how do you pick yourself up here? I know this is a, a, a daily thing that you tell yourself and your players on how to get up off the canvas. Can they do that and go on the road where you play back-to-back road games now? 
Yeah, we don't have a choice. And, you know, I've talked to them a lot about this over the weeks. What we're going through is no different than what everybody goes through on a daily life. Ours is just in the public uh, a lot more than anything else. Everybody has struggles in their life. Everybody goes through tough times. you got choices to make. You can either pick yourself up and as, the, as it gets tougher, you get stronger. And that's the answer to it. No different than anybody in life, whether it's any job. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. You go through. Um, there's going to not, it's always not going to be roses and champagne. It's not all going to be easy, and we're going through a very difficult time, a tough time. Ours is in the public, no question. Um, what we've got to do, and we're lucky to be a part of a team that you can rally around each other. No different in real life. You either rally around family, you either rally around your employees, you really rally whatever it may be. You uh, you get stronger as a group, and you have faith. And it could it's faith in what you believe in. It could be your spiritual faith, starting with, or it could be it. It also needs to be faith in what you believe can be accomplished, and what you can be is getting better. What's the other? There are there are no other choices. If you're a competitor in anything in life, you're a competitor, or you want better, you want more, you want to be better than what you're doing. That's that's what it is. We're just ours plays out in in the public. That's well said, and I appreciate the time very much. Thank you for this. Uh, good luck as you head on the road, and we will catch up with you real soon, Coach. Thank you. Tom, always enjoy it. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. Appreciate, appreciate it. it. You too. Travis Ford coming off a loss to Fordham 67-65. We'll take a quick break. Chris Zimmerman's team is in playoff contention. He is the CEO of the St. Louis Blues. He's next on KMOX. 10:48. Thanks to Travis Ford for being with us. Lutz Fan and Steel, John Mozalock on the way next hour. Joining us right now is the CEO of the St. Louis Blues. He is operating the Blues on the business side, Enterprise Center, right down the street from us here in St. Louis. Chris Zimmerman is on the phone. How are you, Chris? I'm doing. I'm doing great, Tom. I'm doing great. It's been. Uh... I'm uh, just about to leave Toronto after a big all-star weekend up here. Yeah, that was pretty cool up there. Uh, Toronto doesn't get much better than that. Uh, what did you think of the festivities? The Leafs got a little attention, didn't they? Uh, Austin Matthews and uh, Mitch Marner. 
Yeah, no, the, um, well, I mean, for many people, they like to think of uh, Toronto as uh, really sort of the, the hockey capital of the world, just because of the density, the number of players, the history here. And, you know, the city really turned out, the excitement here, people um, right from the minute I, I got off the plane and came through um, customs, people were asking about our players and, and the weekend. So really a cool event and, you know, just a great time for to showcase the NHL's best players. Yeah, people still uh, ask you about the Stanley Cup year, or is that moved on? Do they? How do they view the Blues just from a, a wide lens? Well, I think I think the Blues, um, both on the ice, and I think the with with the types of events that we've we've hosted over the last several years, um, we're still thought of as as very much a key player. You know, obviously for the league and and, and in the market and. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's plenty, obviously, um, with the hall of fame right here. Um, and, uh, actually Kelly Chase was able to be up here on Thursday night, um, for the draft and some of the alumni events, plenty of talk about St. Louis and our impact on the game. So amazing. The chaser was there. Love him so much. And we certainly are rooting for him. And Chris Zimmerman is with us on KMOX. This, uh, all-star game when you have a player like Robert Thomas wearing number 18 uh, it's a great thing uh, to have one of your players represented how did he do and how did he soak it in well I think for him I obviously he's from the the Ontario League he had a big uh, family contingent a lot of number 18 Thomas jerseys in the building Um, and you know I think it's just a recognition of uh the way his his game has come along, his leadership. Um, I thought he looked great out there. Hit a couple posts, uh, which could have changed things a little bit. But um, yeah, no, it's a big weekend. It was fun as he was standing on the blue line. Um, I watched as he was looking up to find his family, and um, you know that's obviously it's it's an exhibition. It's a time where um, a kid from uh, the Ontario Hockey League. Um, playing his first All-Star game in, um, you know, Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. It's very, very cool. It is great. Chris Zimmerman is with us from the Blues, and when it seemed appropriate. You know, you have the best players in the world competing right there over the weekend, and on Friday the NHL announced that NHL players will be back in the Olympics. Hasn't happened since 2014. Now 2026 and 2030, the Winter Olympics will feature NHL players and Chris there is going to be a Four Nations face-off in 2025. Tell us about that. Well, I think, um, well, obviously the Olympics has been an often debated topic. And actually the Four Nations Cup, which will be, um, you know, if you will, a smaller version of the, the World Cup. These are opportunities for the league and, and really the players to to play for their home country, to have the best on best in the world, and to showcase it. I mean, it has, I think, for a number of players who are sort of top players, I think let's call Connor McDavid maybe the poster child for this issue, they haven't had the chance to play in, in that big stage, um, to be a, an Olympian multiple times. And so 
going back to our last collective bargaining agreement, um, the players made it clear that this is important to them. And um, so we're excited to get back to um, a clear schedule around international play and, you know, showcasing best on best. It is one of the greatest sports in the world, and to be able to see them play at that level is exciting. Chris Zimmerman with the Blues with us, and the Blues will be playing uh, pretty soon. I mean, they'll get right back at it. We'll see them playing at Buffalo on Saturday the 10th, a noon face-off there. In the meantime, we continue to speculate what this team is going to look like, and people will pass through the turnstiles at Enterprise to see them chase down a playoff spot. But we also have... A renewed contract with Arch Madness. You have college hockey coming to the area. Enterprise Center and the Blues have been very active here in helping draw events and keep events in St. Louis. How important that is is that to you and your building? Well, in the building, it's critical. I mean, as you know, you go back to um, all of our efforts to renovate uh, Enterprise Center when we did and really transform it back into a top facility in the nation. A lot of that was about our ability to continue to attract top national championships, whether it's uh, the NCAA, um, USA Gymnastics, all these events that bring more vibrancy to our downtown, more visitors, more people in hotels and restaurants. So, yeah, that's been a huge goal. Um, Continued partnership with the Missouri Valley Conference. Uh, this year, actually out at the Centene Community Ice Center in March, we've got a men's regional, NCAA men's ice hockey regional happening. I think that's just about sold out. And then next year, bringing back the Frozen Four, which um, is, um, for me personally, well, for for all hockey fans in St. Louis, um, is going to be a, a really great experience of bringing back the best college hockey in the nation. It is a big deal, no doubt about it. You know, I was in Nashville this past week calling basketball, and I drove around the city, hadn't been there in a little while. I'm going to go back next week. And I like Nashville. I mean, Nashville's great. And Bridgestone is right there on Broadway, and, you know, everybody's out going to the bars, and then they go to the game. But it made me think, you know, St. Louis, like, we have that right here. I mean, it, it's just we have a few scars that – I think hold us back a little bit. I mean, the, is is it not right here in front of us that we could get back to being that sort of a bustling downtown, Chris? Well, I think yeah, listen, every city's got got a different situation. We are definitely continuing um, to evolve and and to make our offerings stronger and stronger. I think the ongoing expansion of Ballpark Village, Union Station. Obviously, the soccer stadium. Um, there's there's fantastic new hotels being developed. We have a very tight footprint for people to experience um, great championship sports. And um, I think the thing that we also have is the people of St. Louis, the people of our region. Um, when you come and you work with us, when you come and feel the support of our entire community, and in some ways. I'd I'd say it compares to what happens for a big hockey event up here. People respond. You know, whether it's PGA Championship Golf, whatever the case may be, people love our sports events and we deliver. 
Well said, and I appreciate your time very much. It's always great having you on Sports on a Sunday Morning on KMOX. Safe travels back home, Chris. We'll see you soon. All right. Thanks, Tom. Chris Zimmerman with us from the St. Louis Blues back after the news. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.